Derek and Steve present You heard it here second Welcome to episode 170 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek. And I am Steve. And we are back. Uh, first podcast of spring season. Steve, how's it going? Derek, don't you dare ask me how it's going. Because we have a major announcement. I would like I would like you. Uh, first, we have to we have something to celebrate. Um, would you like to make the announcement on the podcast? I will. First, we can cue the music. Okay. Um, so, I am officially engaged. Woo! Engaged to my fiance, Catherine. Uh, April 1st, got engaged. And uh, that is a, a lot of people who listen may know that already if they, if they follow me on social media. But if you don't, if you're one of our listeners that's outside of that circle, the big breaking news uh, officially engaged. To my Congratulations, Derek! Thank you, thank you. I thank got you the very whole much. scoop. I won't, I won't uh, yeah. make you run back through it. But I heard you cried, which is important. <laughs> yeah. well, I was the second to cry, though. Second to cry. Okay, that's um, also important. <laughs> uh, no, it was great. Uh, of course, won't run through all the details I ran through uh, with you, Steve. But if anybody's interested, they can ask about it. Uh, beautiful day in Charlestown near the water. Um, you know, had lots of friends and family there, uh, mostly family, but also some friends there as a surprise for Catherine. Uh, it was a great day and uh, got everyone involved. Had, had a had a nice uh, weather came out. Perfect timing. It was rainy all day. I'm like, oh, geez, this is going to all backfire. And then sun came out. Beautiful night. Uh, one of the first like real nice warm days in Boston, which, as you know, is one of the best like things oh, like after the, the, after the, the winter world. in Boston, you get a nice like 65 degree sunny day, like with the, you know, summer feeling evening. It's just can't ask for anything better. So yeah. it was a great day and uh, and a big moment. So so cool. there you go. Well, the whole Officially podcast engaged. community is happy for you, Darren. Yep. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. Well so. um, and I have one additional shout out. Um, hello, Claire. Claire, Claire Silberg um, stayed at our house for the Taylor Swift concert. Um, all the girls went. Apparently, it was a blast. <laughs> nice. She said she would like nice. to subscribe. So shout out to Claire as well. There you go. How, how the heck did she land those tickets? It was a process. Survive the Ticketmaster debacle. Yeah. Huh? So another shout out to Liz Higgins, the person who sat online for six hours, <laughs> literally just waiting, not refreshing, knew all the tricks. You don't refresh. Yeah. You like purchase. <laughs> it's wild what these people will do. That is. Tickets, man. Yeah. She like purchased a, a a vinyl record from because she heard the New England, the England tour. Like you get higher on the priority list if you buy a vinyl. She like doesn't own a record player. <laughs> she just like bought the vinyl to get better wow. opportunity getting tickets. So. I like Taylor Swift. I'm not a <laughs> hater. Truly not a hater. I don't want any backlash here, but it is a... Don't misconstrue. There yeah. is a cult of Taylor Swift out there. <laughs> and she just did her pass through in Tampa, and it was wild. Like, the whole... Yeah. Basically, from here, Orlando, Miami, like everyone in Florida, boom. Tampa is the spot. Taylor's here. We are now... All in. Taylor Bay, Florida, not Tampa Bay, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Wow. Well, great, great move, and also... Key, uh, absolute pro move, not refreshing. Can't refresh in those, in those Can't cues. Refresh, you, know, never you, got, you lose your spot. Lose your spot. Um, so there you go. Uh, Claire, thanks for listening. Uh, and be sure to hit the subscribe button if, if we can find it on our website. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so without further ado, that brings us... Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. Um, without further ado, brings us into the first section, which is 
Sports. The Monster Jam. Okay, I'm going to kick it off, yeah. Derek. Kick it I off, want, do it. I want to hear your, because I talked about this two years ago. You know, this yeah. was me two years ago. Best <laughs> team of all time. Best hockey team of yep. all time. The Tampa mm-hmm. Lightning. Yep. Tied the record, I think, right? Tampa yeah, Lightning tied, the, tied the, record. the record. Yeah. You, The Bruins are now currently the best team of all time. Yep. Yeah. Give me the, how Bruins. are you feeling? Give me the breakdown. Yeah, so here's the breakdown. Uh, we talked about it the last podcast. We talked about them trending toward this. They, I, I think I ran through the record they needed to to finish with to get this, and they ended up kind of shattering it. They ended with 65 wins, uh, and I believe 135 points. I, I need to double check that, but they broke both wins and points record. Um, I, you know, I mentioned it last time we talked. Like, really shocking, honestly. Like the Lightning, the Lightning when they set their record or tied the record for wins in 2018, 19. We're an up and coming team that you knew was going to get there. Like you knew that team was going to, I'm not going to say you knew they were going to break the record, but you knew that they were going to arrive soon. Like like they had lots of young talent, lots of established talent. They were clearly on the right trajectory, right? The Bruins have been that for a decade and most people view are on the decline. Like, like they, they've got an older and aging core entering this season. They were considered a fringe playoff team. They had a new coach. They fired their coach and didn't make, a whole lot of changes other than than bringing in a new coach and bringing in some complimentary pieces. They did get David Krejci back from overseas. He played overseas last season, so he was gone. But, you know, he's 37 years old. It's like they didn't have some superstar walk in the door, right? Yeah. Uh, although I will say they did kind of have a superstar walk in the door in the transformation they saw from Linus Olmark this year, hmm. who is just the best goalie in the world now when he when he yeah. was a, a relatively average goalie last season. Um that's all. So I all mean, those, I will tell you. Yeah. Uh, my, I heard it once a long time ago, and I've I've seen it still. It, it's in, according to playoffs to winning Stanley Cup, but it's relevant mm-hmm. to breaking the all time record. All that matters. Two words, Derek. You know what it is. Yep. Hot, hot goal hot goalie. Hot, hot goaltending. That's all that matters. Yeah. It all that matters. It's true. It's true. And, and I don't. And I don't mean to sell. You know, of course, not selling the Bruins short outside of the goaltending. The Bruins were. A machine this entire year, offense, defense, goaltending, everything. Um, but so that brings me to you know your question: How am I feeling? I'm obviously feeling extremely confident. I mean, this team has been outstanding all year. No letdowns. No like they they haven't shown any reason to doubt them, right? But um, you, the hot goalie thing you just mentioned is probably the single biggest threat to any team like this, right? Yeah. Because as hot as your goalie is, you run into a hot goalie. And things start to get a little bit testy, right? So the fun fact I wanted to bring up uh, is about, well, for, I'll start with the, the second one I have listed here. That I know you're looking at the sheet. The first one is uh, 17 President's Trophy winners in the salary cap era in the NHL. Salary cap was introduced in 2005, 2006 season. 17 times the team who had the best record in the NHL hoisted the President's Trophy. Two of those 17 winners won the Stanley Cup. Two out of 17, which feels like it has to be way lower than every other sport. Like like every other sport's best team in the regular season, the team that had the best record to go two for 17 winning the championship is like a huge testament to the parity of the NHL playoffs and yeah. like that anybody can win in the NHL playoffs. Right. Right. So that's one. Uh, two is what I find a wild stat. OK, so the, 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 like Love this it. relates to your lightning. And as well as the uh, 95-96 Red Wings. So those are the two teams. The 2018-19 Lightning and the 95-96 Red Wings are the two teams that won 62 games, right? So the Red Wings had that record. 
The Lightning tied that record. Both of those teams lost in the playoffs the year that they uh, won 62 games. They didn't even reach the finals. In fact, side note, the Lightning, you remember yeah. infamously, got it's swept terribly. in four games by the bottom seed. Yep, but right? then but, won but back-to-back Stanley Cups. Won back-to-back Stanley Cups. You know who else won back-to-back Stanley Cups? Who? The 95-96 Red Wings after they, after they lost. So both times that the 62-win team failed to reach the final, both of those teams won back-to-back Stanley Cups after which that. Which is really so, hard to do. Which is incredibly hard to do. Yeah, probably um, harder you than don't win back-to-back the Stanley Cups. It, I would say it probably is the hardest. You you play you play into mid June to win the Stanley Cup, and you have like broken ribs and yeah. punctured lungs and ripped hamstrings and whatever else. Like you are just absolutely destroyed by the time you win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um. So now that doesn't exactly relate to the Bruins because the Bruins like this is different because the Bruins are an aging team and they're not going to win. They're not going to win the two Stanley Cups after this one. Like like you know they're going to have guys retiring like. That their windows right now, right? And so yeah. I just thought the stat was interesting because I think with both th- those Lightning and those Red Wings, like the Lightning getting swept in that first round was like their learning. Th- that was their learning experience. The Lightning had the talent. That's why they won 62 games and they didn't yet know how to win in the playoffs, right? And then they right. got swept and then they came back and they had grown enough to know and they won two straight Stanley Cups. So all of this is to summarize for me saying I am hanging my hat and hoping on the fact that the Bruins being a little bit of a different mold than a lot of these 60 plus win teams. The Bruins are extremely veteran. Like they, they have tons of guys that have been there since 2011, 2013, 2019, the years that they went to the finals in the past. So you, if you're a Bruins fan, you just have to hope that they put together this season and they will not fall to that, you know, brutal like collapse that some of these teams have when, they kind of get ahead of themselves and then fall flat in the first round or the second round or something like that. So what I'm hearing, Derek, is that yeah. you want the Bruins to lose in the first round so they have a better chance so of back-to-back <laughs> Stanley Cups. <laughs> that is not quite correct, but I'll, I'll give you points for that one. So, but yeah. So anyway, so that's kind of where uh, where I'm at. I'm very confident in the Bruins, but uh, and they're up one nothing as of the time of recording. They'll be have played game two by the time you listen to this. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. It, it hopefully will be a long playoff run, but um, there's a lot of good teams in the NHL and specifically yeah. in the Eastern Conference, which uh, will bring us to the second point here on the NHL before we move on, which is your Lightning. I know that yes, sir. the bulk of the segment went to the Bruins because you know it went to the Lightning before, but we should talk about the Lightning because they're coming off a 7-3 to three win uh, in Game 1 against a Maple Leafs team that finished quite a bit ahead of them in the standings. Like The Leafs really ran away at the end of the season with that two seed over the lightning and just like anything, nothing has changed. I think this is the third year they've faced the lightning yep. or sorry, the Leafs and lightning have faced each other. Right. And the Leafs still have not won a playoff series in like a gazillion years. Literally. I think 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, it's insane. Just, they've had a good team every year and they don't win. So what, what, what's your takeaway from game I'll, one? I'll say one thing. Cause I don't want to spend too much time. Cause yeah. we're in the first round and first round of, like you said, it's going to go till June. Yeah. Similar to basketball. Yeah. These playoffs are great, but they last forever. Um, lightning were kind of limping into the playoffs. They had a few Mm -hmm. bad streaks, few good wins, few bad losses. And to see them turn it on like this, I'm like, good. We are still the lightning. I know and love They're They weren't just like hiding, waiting to play, but they know when they have to step it up. Mm -hmm. Um, and two, they're actually, they're playing the Maple Leafs, you know, the Maple Leafs are choke artists (laughs) and I don't want to jinx it, but like 20 years of data (laughs) of not winning a playoff series. So, um, 
I think it's a combination of the, of, of the two. It's hard to win an away game um, in any sport, but especially hockey. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. good to see them come out, take a win, and take a decisive win. So very happy with yeah. the Bolts. And, and flip the switch, like you said. I mean, yeah. I mean, because th- that's the thing. It's like that's got to plant so much doubt in the Maple Leafs' minds, right? <laughs> like, I mean, now it's like and they're oh, already geez, so like, doubtful. We, you know, we already doubt with the that. fact that we can win, and now this team, who's below us in the standings, we thought we had moved past this team. And then they come in and flip a switch and they're like the team that won those two cups in a row. And it's like yeah. the Maple Leafs are going to need to really bear down in game two if they want to have a chance in this series. I don't think you can take a 2-0 deficit back to Tampa. No. So, um, but anyway, so we'll see how that goes. Ultimately, the reason I kind of tying it back to the point when it comes to the Bruins and really any of these teams, it's a gauntlet getting to the finals and winning it. And I mean, you know, whoever wins that Lightning Leafs matchup, assuming the Bruins get out of the first round, is waiting for the Bruins in the second round, right? It's like, yeah. it's like, like all that work gets you a matchup with either the Leafs having finally gotten rid of their curse or the lightning who've won, who've been to the last three Stanley cup finals. Right. So there's no easy path. Like there, there's just not in the Stanley cup playoffs. Right. So we'll see what happens. But for me, it's, it's the best time of year. Like, like all the all, playoff hockey, I think well, is, the, is obviously you, the best every year. Yeah. It's, it's Bruins one night Celtics, the next yeah. Bruins one night Celtics, the next. It's true. It's true. I will say, and obviously I'm an optimist as a fan, so I'm always geared up for both of those teams, but likely have never been as spoiled as this year when it comes to that excitement level. Because as of today, talking right now, the Bruins and Celtics are the respective betting favorites to win each championship with the Bucs having lost their first game uh, in the NBA. The Bucs were the favorites. So it doesn't get much better from from an anticipation standpoint when it comes to this time of year in this city, right? The, hey, the Tom Brady after effects, man, it's over. He's, it's, dude, over. it's over. He's gone. And now both cities are like <laughs> rebounding championships. It's wonderful. It's seriously. Yeah. All we're other get, teams we're in get all other sports. Yeah. And the Rays are 13 and like, what the hell yeah. is happening? <laughs> I know you. they Thank just you, need Tom. to be lifted of the burden needed to be yeah. lifted of the, it, it was, it was first the, the effect, then the, aftermath isn't bad and then once it's once it's been lifted it's all good again right so the after effects yeah there you go the after effects the ghost of tom brady yeah um so kind of quickly really quickly going to go through nba we're not going to talk about much i just mentioned the celtics are looking good and currently the betting favorites but the only thing we'll talk about real quick is the warriors who are down to nothing to their in their series with the kings now granted kings had both games at home uh but now Face it, 0-2 deficit. First time in the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson era that they're down 0-2 in a series is what I read. Um, and Draymond Green has suspended a game for stomping on Demona, yeah. uh, DeMontis Sabonis' chest during a game after Simona, Sabonis grabbed his leg. I don't know if you've watched much of that series, but what, what's your takeaway about the Warriors being down 0-2 right now? So I, I do truly stick to the like, you're not really in trouble till you lose a game, game at home. Yeah. Um, and I believe that. I think it's supposed to go that way in basketball, especially because the fans are on the court. You are getting screamed yeah, right. at by drunk idiots spilling beer under your feet in, in basketball. Right. So it, there's a huge home home court advantage and a disadvantage because Draymond's getting in, he letting the fans get in his head and mm-hmm. little kids are holding up like peace signs to, to Steph Curry. And it's, it's legit, yeah. but um, I don't know. I'm, I, this particular moment, I'm not as mad at Draymond for, I mean, of course, stepping on someone, never do it, but Sabonis grabbed him. So there <laughs> yeah, is a reaction. Yeah. It's an overreaction, but there is a reaction to a bad act. 
Um, mm. But I'm just so over Draymond in general that I, I, I yeah. would like this to be his last draw. I don't think it deserves the hate and visceral like the there's this yeah, very like right but i think people are just sick of draymond like he's yeah he's a pest he's uh, he's rude he's nasty and he's just the guy who would stomp on someone and it doesn't yeah, matter if right. you got your foot grabbed you stomped on yeah. him like fall yeah. over you know just get get yeah. the foul um or, so yeah I'm, or, i don't know I, yeah. i'm over i'm i'm over him and the warriors because of him yeah, or or just show a little a little bit of remorse, you know, like a little yeah. bit of like, oh, sorry, or, or right. like, you know, instead he's like, standing I don't know over the, him, yelling at the yeah. crowd. Yeah, yeah, the video of it's like three minutes long of him screaming at the crowd. Like <laughs> right. that's why you got suspended. Honestly, that's why you got suspended. Like, right. like it's a repeat offender, and it's showing that like he was like, you know, basically like put, rubbing it in people's face that he had yeah. just done that. Like, yeah. you know, like you're gonna it, fight it, all of Sacramento. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. um from the NBA standpoint, I think it'd be nice if the Kings beat the war. I mean, you know, the Warriors have been on top for a long time now. Yeah. And and as much as the NBA loves to build those like, you know, elite storylines, it would be nice to see some new blood in there at some point. And I think this is as good a time as any. Right. Like, like yeah. blame it on Draymond getting suspended. They go down, you know, hopefully um, for, from my standpoint, hopefully three. Oh, I, I would love to see the King like a young up and coming Kings team actually show that, hey, a, a, a juggernaut can lose in the first round in the NBA. That'd be nice right. for once in a while, right? So um, so there you go. Any other thoughts on NBA? Uh, no, I'm just keeping an eye out for the Orlando Magic next year. Yeah. We're going to yeah, get hey, Wemba hey, Yamba next year's and, the then, year. and then send it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Drought exactly. Is are, is, uh, are, you, are, are they in for top position lottery-wise? Or mm, I, I need to double-check, the but they actually were, had a yeah. better year than expected. But it's a lottery, yeah. so anyone can get it. Right. I think they've got a exactly. good chance, though. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so there you go. There's NBA. We'll be checking back in, of course, as that gets closer to you know the conference finals and finals. But uh, moving over to baseball, which we talked the last time we talked, the pitch clock was showing great positive signs uh, in its early uh, indications from spring training and everything. Uh, what have you seen here from the pitch clock to start the MLB season uh, as it's been implemented, you know, widely and regularly? I think it's a huge improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly, the games are 30 minutes shorter, whatever, that's fine. I think the fact that people are talking about it who don't mm-hmm. normally watch baseball, who are now watching baseball and would like to form an opinion about it. And mm-hmm. people who watch baseball are generally like, yeah, it's a good thing. So it's getting these people who, like, 30, it's what? It, it literally shortens a game 30 minutes. Every, like, once yeah. every three games, there's like, oh, you get a ball. You know, it's like one violation yeah. every few games. So it's it's really not that big a change, but mm-hmm. it's kind of got this momentum and people are talking about it and baseball is mm-hmm. like, so I, I think it's really good for baseball as a brand. Um, yeah. I like the shorter game, but I don't think it makes that yeah. big a difference. And I unfortunately, the only thing I'll say that's negative about it is that I should have known, I should have known but I drafted Blake Snell on my fantasy team and he's so <laughs> mentally soft and mentally weak. He's a great pitcher, mm-hmm. but the, some pitchers just can't deal with change and can't deal with like, yeah. you know, interruption in their yeah. routine. And I, he stinks right. this year. He stinks so mm-hmm. bad. And I should have known that yeah. like, it would have an effect on some players who just like are weak, you know, great yeah. pitcher, great yeah. skill, just can't cha- do the, Oh, I don't have fifth. I don't yeah. have thirty seconds now. I have fifteen. Um, 
I'm going to yeah, crumble. I'm going to throw we, underhand. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, and, and the the last section in sports before we move on is going to be about some sports betting, a little bit of sports betting. And so this is related to that. So a little early, early hint at that. But I remember I was talking about this with some people uh, as far as the pitch clock in baseball. And I remember saying, like, if I just had unlimited data at my disposal and unlimited ability to, like, parse it and analyze it, what I would have looked for. If there was a way to cross a what you just said, the mentally weak players, right? yep. the players that like can't de- deal with that. Yep. B against the 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 pace of the pitchers, like, like so, a mentally weak pitcher who had a slower pace. Blake and, Snell and, is your is and, your guy, and, and yeah, yeah <laughs> basically what I'm saying there. Right. And I would have loved to have all of that data at an angle and say like these are the guys that are going to not perform well because right. if they're used to pitching at a pace. They are, they're going to have to pitch faster. They're going to have to change their routine and they won't be able to deal with it. Exactly. Like you said, that could have been quantified. Like, and Truly, so like, I, yeah. that, I remember saying that, like I would love on opening day. I was like, man, I want to bet against all the pitchers that are slow paced pitchers that I know won't be able to deal with it. But I just yeah. don't know who all those pitchers are. Right. I bet you're right. So, Cause baseball's yeah. it's 160 plus games long. Like it yeah. is all just repetition. It's all just yeah. routine and repetition and mm-hmm. getting like, you know, getting in the zone, locking in and then, then, going about your day yeah. every single day. So if you right. disrupt that, people crumble. That's why you get in like prolonged yep. slumps or prolonged hot yeah. streaks. You know, it's just, yeah, it's right. a game that lends right. itself to mental fortitude. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so last one on baseball, though, uh, we alluded to this a minute ago, the Tampa Bay race. I mean, hottest you know, team in baseball. So I, I've only watched them a little bit when they swept the Red Sox, which, you know, I, I was like, there's no way they're going to win all these games because they've already won all their games. But yeah. <laughs> they start 13 and 0. Tell us what you're seeing with the race. You know what the Rays did this offseason? No. Nothing. Diddly squat. <laughs> they, went and, they went out and signed Zach Eflin, who got hurt and he's not pitching. So they are literally <laughs> the exact same team as last year. Yeah. I don't know what the changes they they've always been good. They're they're a well-built team. Mm-hmm. They reload well, you know, they like they have good farm system. They get rid of their mm-hmm. slumping players for high value. Right. It, it's a good system. But I don't know what happened to these hitters, but they they've hit a home run in 18 straight games. Yeah. Which has broken the record to start. That's wild. It, it's yeah. yeah. And they're not a home run hitting team. It's not like Mike Trout and Sho- Shohei Otani. Right. It's like Yandy Diaz and you know like Taylor Walls. It's like what the hell is going on? Yeah. Um, so I am ecstatic that the town is rallying around them. Like it's real fun. It's the talk of all the town. Like yeah, holy crap, the Rays are sick, and they're they're not just like a good baseball team. They're a machine. They're just yeah. mowing down teams. They won. They won again today, eight to zero. You know they just yeah. demolish teams. Yeah, it, and the Red Sox wild. suck, which is great too. They yeah, and it's it's <laughs> true. They're, they're nine and nine and nine right now, but they're still in last place in the division, partly because of the Rays. Um, but yeah, like I mean, when I look at this, like this is like you know early, like when the Bruins were doing what they were doing this season, it was like you, you look beyond the wins and losses. The Rays have a plus eighty three run differential. <laughs> yeah, like it's baseball. April nineteenth. Like <laughs> right. it's April nineteenth. Like like they're they've only played nineteen games. Right. They have a plus 83. They're winning by like four runs a game. Like at least that's yeah. ridiculous. Like the spread in baseball is like a run and a half. They're winning by four a game, like on average. Yeah. So it, it's crazy. Um, it's unsustainable. They are overperforming. Yeah, I know that everyone knows that. But but it is yeah. it is fun to watch while it's happening. Yeah. I mean, I like like the margin is unsustainable. But I mean, like 
the home run hit, you know, they're not going to hit a home run in all 162 games. Right. But like Maybe. the pitching has been good. The, you know, defenses, I haven't watched them a lot, but I assume defense has been good. Yep. And you know, that's they're, obviously they're hitting. I think most of the offense is what is overperforming and it's not 100%. like you don't see some drop to 500 baseball with, with the offense dropping a little bit. Like they're still yeah. pitching extremely well. So I heard something like the race. they could, they could go 500 the rest of the way and still win like 85 games. You know, it's yeah, they've already right. built themselves basically a playoff team. They just yeah, have to not exactly. crash and burn. Knock on wood exactly. everywhere, Derek. Yeah. They are in a tough division, but I don't yes. think that they're going to drop, um, you know, from from the top there. So um, anything else on baseball, the race? No, just nah, exciting. I'm pumped. Yeah. Baseball's back. Um, it is. It is. Oh, it's I back will say. And, and yeah. My, yep. um, did I say what? So did did I tell people what my uh, fantasy baseball oh. team name was this year? Oh so no, I, owe, I don't think you did, and I actually uh, I owe you a picture still. I think. You do owe me a picture. Yeah, um, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I needed. But that. every year I insert my name into a an Oscar movie or a, fam- or a famous movie as my fantasy baseball team. So it's been like Steve Andrews End Game, um, Three Steves Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Manchester by the Steve, <laughs> Twelve Years of Steve. Um, the Steven and Steve Andrews end game this year. It was between, uh, oh, all quiet on the Steven front or all Steven on the <laughs> yeah. Western front, which it would have been good. <laughs> yeah. Or, and I, and I ended up going with every Steve everywhere all the time. There you go. Which is there good. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a great selection of Oscar movies this year to put my name yeah. in there, but I think every Steve everywhere all the time is good. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's a good one. It's a good yeah. one. I like it. So, that's my fantasy so, team name, and we are two and zero, playing the best player, getting smacked, getting smacked. Oh, uh, hey, all right, two and zero. I'll just say two and one. We're going to be two and one. Yeah, yeah two and one. All right, there you go. Good, good, good cushion to start, though. Thanks. Um, so that's it for baseball. Brings us to the final little tidbit here, which is legal sports betting. Um, we did talk in the last episode, I think, about Massachusetts legalized sports betting. Mm-hmm. At the time, I don't think that mobile betting had launched yet. If it had, it was very, very new. Um. So I just little shout out, you know, we've we've been, you know, uh, in Massachusetts, DraftKings, FanDuel, all that stuff's available. If you were somebody who was waiting for this, like the promos in the first mu- first two weeks were just like bananas. I mean, like yeah. some of them, some of them were were like we were talking offline before, like the store credit kind of thing, you know, where it's like, you know, you, you sign up, you get a hundred bonus, hundred dollars of bonus bets. It's like, okay, you can't, you don't have a hundred dollars. You have a hundred dollars to make bets with. Yeah. And then like at a certain point you might be able to get that money. Right. But there were also some that were straight up. Like, you know, if you deposited 50 bucks, made the bet, won the bet and cash it out, like it was allowed. And so like there were some of them on DraftKings and FanDuel were like, you know, uh, up to $50 bet like Bruins to get one shot on goal in the game like and it was like so basically you know Celtics to score one point like it was literally like bets like that at you know even odds so you bet 50 you win 50 bet you know another 50 yeah. and that was for that went on for like two weeks it was like every day there was like a new one that was like a literally a free bet and so of course I think it worked you know they have way more users and people putting more money in right, right. but if you were wise about it there I know people that just went in like took advantage of just those ones, like took out made, most of it and they might've played yeah. with and then play around with the 50 bucks that they have left over. Right. So there, uh, that was very, uh, it was very exciting in the first week or two, but the thing now that I've like, you talked about, you know, the, the blessing and curse of sports betting when back when it became legal in Florida for a little while. Right. And you were having fun and then you were like, but this is also right. awful at the same time. Yep. Um, 
my shout out, my lesson learned, and I'm going to just give a little quick shout out to the sports bettors out there, is try your best to free yourself from the spell that is parlays. Just just try to free yourself from it because the parlays are so attractive, right? It's like I can yeah. bet 10 bucks and win 500. Awesome. Right. Guess what? There's a reason. There's a reason that right. that's, that's what the odds are because it's not going to happen, right? right. Um, so what I've done recently in, in just like in, in betting and, be, and watching games that I'm, uh, you know, I've I've switched my mindset to the straight bets, which are so boring because like you bet 20 bucks and you're going to win like 19. Right. right. Yeah. It's but you guess what? You're not going to lose 100 like like and, and then 100 more and then 100 more. Right. You're right. going to kind of hover around like what what you're at. And then if you if you hit a lot of good ones and it's like, great, like I, I made some money. But, you know, that's one, such like, a that's such a Derek way to bet. I love it. You're just like, well, I just didn't no used one- to be. Yeah. 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 No, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I used to be a huge parlay. Like when I like the couple times I was in Vegas, I only would bet parlays. It's like pick five NFL games and try to hit them rich. all. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But enough times where it's like, oh, I hit four out of the five, right? Or I hit three out of the five. Well, guess what? Like if they were just, if you just bet each of them, you would have been positive money. Right. right. So, uh, so anyway, that, that's my, that's my little shout out is to free yourself from the curse of the parlay. Well, so, so we don't have, Sports betting in Florida anymore, Derek, and it's the freaking worst, yeah. and I hate it. But I have a yeah. tip too: only bet what you know. Only bet yes. the teams and players you know. Don't like listen mm-hmm. to a podcast, and be like, "Oh, I'll throw that in my parlay," or "Oh, this that." Unless like, it's our podcast. Unless it's ours, <laughs> yes. Bet uh, what we tell you to bet. Um, <laughs> but bet what you know. Like if you if you're yeah. like, "Oh, I watched like I watch a lot of the Rays," so do the so do the people gambling, whatever. But like you know when a yeah. team's going to be better or worse. Like you've got a feeling mm-hmm. maybe you're wrong some of the time, but if you know like, Oh, Yandy Diaz has been hot. He's like, for whatever reason, he's bumped. Mm-hmm. He's, he's playing well this year. Like bet on him, like bet on the people, yeah. you know, um, yeah. and don't just like randomly throw like, Oh, I guess I'll bet on every NBA game and hopefully hit them all. Like, no bet on the yeah. teams, you know? Yes. A hundred percent. Good advice. Um, because, when you go, so like the, the key difference you just said there, like if you go look at the lines and you see like, oh, like the Warriors are minus 2.5, that's surprising. They should be bi- like, I haven't watched them, but like they should be bigger favorites than that. That's what that is the bet you're going to lose because like yeah. that, there's a reason that line is that, right? Yeah. But on the flip side, like if you know the Rays, you've been watching the Rays every game and the people that are all betting, like the people that bet are how the lines are made. Like, like that's why what lines are based off of is what the public is betting on, right? Like if everybody is betting on the Rays, like they're going to become bigger favorites, right? So, you know, if you know the Rays, like if like if you know something about a team and you, you know you think that it it looks odd that a line is the way it is, maybe it's because not everybody else knows has has been watching the Rays every day, right? Yep. And so I think that's a good piece of advice to like you know look for the things that you know from the from the games that you've been watching. So there you go, and bet responsibly, of course. Mm. So, um. <laughs> uh, so that brings us into the next segment of the show, which is made by the fans. All right. So going through the DMs, we've got three questions today that we're going to cover. Uh, the first one is uh, needs an apology right away. It's from Sean, and it is from like a little while ago, but it, I think yeah. it came in right after we recorded our last episode. Uh, so this is a bit delayed, but apologies, Sean. We eventually got to it. So uh, Sean's question is, would you rather your NFL, your favorite NFL team, A, have one Super Bowl appearance in 50 years, but they win, 
or B, have 15 Super Bowl appearances but lose them all? So, what are your thoughts on this one? I, w- I think I, it's a great question. Love the question. I think there's teams that kind of match this. So would you rather be blank or the Buffalo Bills? Like, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. 15 is a lot, but I think the, right, what, the Bills right. went to five straight and lost them all or something like yeah. that. Yep. Um, and I'm assuming there's another team out there that's only won one in 50 Yeah, years. well, yeah. Only yeah. had one in one. But for, we'll just say it's a hypothetical, yeah. but I'm assuming there are, te- would you rather be like the Bears or the Bills? Yeah. You know? Right, um, right. It's a good question. One Super Bowl in 50 years, but win it, or 15 appearances, but lose them all. So yep. I know my answer, but I think it's, I want to say the other answer. My answer is one Super Bowl win in 50 years, which sucks. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Yeah, that's, that is tough. But 15, and because also 15 Super Bowl appearances means that you are a powerhouse. You get to the Super Bowl yeah. a bunch. Right. Like you're, you are a dynasty. But mm-hmm. you are also a joke. Like you are the laughing stock <laughs> yeah. if you are zero and fifteen in Super yeah, Bowls. Right. <laughs> like yeah. it is no longer fun after you lose the the fifth or the sixth. You know, it is no <laughs> yeah. like you get there and you do not like being there. Yeah, right. This is yeah. It's a really tough question. Um, I guess as with any of these, I always have a clarifying question. But yeah. um, the I, and I'm curious what you think. Like, is it is it is it over? Like, is it the end of time when this, when at the point of time, this question's asking, or is it like starting today? Like you've won one in the last 50 or you've been to 15 and you've lost them all. Because the reason I asked that is because going forward, like with the anticipation of still like, geez, we've been to 15 and not won one. Like I'm still so invested every year as a fan. Yeah. I guess like, that's fair. It, Has it if, happened if, already? If I, basically. Yeah. Or if it already it, happened yeah. and you've just been non-competitive for 49 years, it's like, <laughs> right, okay, yeah. we stink. Like, I don't care about this team. <laughs> right, right. We won like, 50 years ago. But it, it's kind of, it's honestly, it's kind of like the Red Sox thing or the Cubs thing. It's like those teams weren't like horrible for a hundred years. They just never right. won the world series. Right? right. Like they would go to the playoffs. They would go to the, the league championship series. Right. So that's kind of where I'm like, as a fan going forward, like I want the investment in the team, right? Yeah. Even if they haven't won, I want the investment and eventually it'll pay off. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of, I surprisingly lean towards not towards option B, which is like the team that is building the anticipation and like has let you down a gazillion times, but someday they're going to not let you down. I guess you're right. Right. If it has been in the past, like, would you rather have one, one in the past 50 years or, or, have been to 15, like the team with 15 has a better chance moving forward. Right. And it's just a more enjoyable fan experience going forward. Right. But you know, of course, if it's like, Hey, in the next 50 years, you'll never win one, even though you'll be competitive or I guarantee you'll win one. Then I take the win. Yeah. Interesting. Good clarifying question. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. There's Sean. Great question uh, to start us out. You want to do the next one? I will. So this is from Anonymous. I could be from only a handful of people that I know. Uh, Derek, is love blind? Is love blind? And this is so, definitely about uh, love is blind. This is about the, the, about the, the Netflix show. show. Well, you're a big the love Netflix is show. blind guy. Uh, I actually haven't watched this season of it, but I did watch the prior three. Uh, I used to make TikTok videos and like parodies about them. That um, got a lot of play. Got a lot of, yeah, got a lot of traction. Having watched that show, I think this is a definitive no. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, just seeing the way that things go on that show. Um, Love is definitely so think, not blind. 
yeah, I think my answer to that is going to be no, having having seen the show that I have seen. So. I have watched 30 what, total yeah. seconds of that show, like walking yeah. in while it's been on the TV. And I can also say definitively, love is not blind. <laughs> I did not need three seasons to, de- to decide that. Yeah. Let alone four. Um, the, the funny, like... So I like I I made these videos, these TikTok videos that like, you know, people liked. I thought they were funny. It was about season two. And then season three came out and I was like, oh, geez, like, like, I guess I got to watch it again. But I feel like I've already milked this. Like, like the wells run dry. Like, I've, how, what, what more could I possibly do with this? Yeah. And I swear, like Catherine and I started watching season three. This was last year when, when season three came out. And it, it was not two and a half minutes into the show. And I had it in a notepad, like, like a notes app on my iPhone. I had like a 15 bullet list already of, of dumb stuff that I could parody because of how ridiculous the people on that show are. Like it was like, okay, there's this, this is now I understand why they keep making scenes of this because it's so ridiculous. Like these people are absurd. So, um, so I'm going to say emphatically no (laughs) based on that. And we, we do know that there was a failed attempt at a live reunion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that a little later in a pop culture segment. Yeah. So we will get wild. Um, so thank you anonymous for that question. I'm sure that you are a fan of the show and probably are watching season four, which I have not yet watched. So, um, last question comes from Andrew. O. uh, in a, in a hockey playoff series, would you rather win the first game away or the second game away before heading back to home ice? So to clarify that question, basically like the lightning, uh, at Toronto, would you rather win game one and lose game two? Or lose game one and win game two. Is that the is that the question? That's basically, the question. Yeah. So yeah. for those who don't understand hockey, it's two two away games before you head back to your home ice for two if you're more the lower seed. Yeah, correct. Right. Um, so the idea he, we were having this conversation, and um, this is a, a coworker about momentum. Like, is it good to mm-hmm. establish the win early or win one heading back and gather some momentum? Mm-hmm. Although there's some days off in between. Um, so right. I already know, I already told him what I think, but I, so I want to hear what you think. Yeah. My gut says I would rather win the second game, um, and establish momentum coming back. But my head does not say that yeah. <laughs> my, my brain says, what is your win heart? The say? first game, like my, so honestly, I, I think win the first game, like, I, I think that, um, I don't really believe in game to game momentum very much. Like I think there are scenarios when game to game momentum comes into play, mainly if it's, if it's a seed of doubt that has been planted in someone's mind, like you're up three Oh, and then you, you lose two games. Now momentum is a thing because like you you have a team that's doubting themselves, but game to game, game one, two game three, I don't really think momentum is much of a thing. So I say to get the first game, get, get the win in the first game. And now you, have a lot of advantages at, at play because you've shifted home ice, like regardless of what happens in the second game. We almost, um, we almost said yeah. the exact same answer, except you said doubt. And I said, I don't believe in momentum. I believe in confidence. So yeah, same it's thing. the exact yeah, opposite. Right. So yeah. the first game, like, like you said, if you're down three Oh and win the next two, you've gained confidence. Like you are like, mm-hmm. we are now on track. We've got what we need. We've we're locked yep. in. And I, I agree that I, I think winning game one gives you more confidence than game two. I think winning mm-hmm. game one away says we are in this. We're here to win. We're better than this team. We can win. And you lose game two, yep. but you're still like, we took one. We're good. You know, yep. we we know what we can do. We won game one. So I think if you say doubt, I say confidence. Same thing. I think game one gives you more oomph, more bang yeah. for your buck. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I agree. Hmm. So. 
So there you go. Andrew. Oh, great question. And, uh, applicable to the lightning of course i don't know yeah. if andrew's a lightning fan but that's no, he's a freaking uh, rangers fan. now and they they took game one like oh, every they, other well, he, like, they did the same thing yeah they did the same thing yeah but like every other one of our friends every one of our friends yeah. is a yeah. Rangers <laughs> fan, <except> <laughs> yeah it's true it's true um so there you go there's the questions from the fans thank you to sean to anonymous and to andrew uh for the fantastic questions um so that brings us into the miscellaneous bucket of topics so uh steve you want to kick the first one off I do. Um, so I am not a Coachella fan, and I'm also not a Frank Ocean fan, and so I don't Same know much. Ab- I don't know much about this topic, but apparently, so Frank Ocean is this like super private guy. He's like he, he only he hasn't toured in like six, seven plus years, mm-hmm. um, but comes out with an album once every ten years. You know, like he just and people yeah. love right. Frank Ocean. I don't love Frank Ocean. I'm not a big like R and B fan i think he's mostly r&b um that being said apparently he bombed at coachella and he's the headliner like Mm. the main headliner like the biggest font on the poster (laughs) is frank ocean um and he showed up like an hour late he said it couldn't be recorded like they were going to do a recording for live and he he nixed that last minute he played had a Mm. dj play for half the time he like felt like he was asleep um and he had like a like a security worker twerk for a little bit and then he Jeez. played like three songs and left and so apparently it was like super awkward and weird um and so i don't really have like a take about this yeah. but it's it was huge for the people who are yeah, who are right. frank ocean fans which is a whole segment of the population and coachella fans which is a different segment of the population so this is like mm-hmm. a bit that was a big deal um yeah and i think he hurt his reputation because i have only heard bad things for the past week. yeah i mean yeah, I, I have also only heard bad things. I don't really have anything to add uh, to that, but it does seem it, it seems wild that, um, yeah, I mean, just that such a like that's kind of a gigantic headliner. It's the headliner, right? Like, is there yeah. even a like? There's not really a bigger like festival that I'm I aware think Coachella is the big festival. one besides like yeah, Bonnaroo, right. but like yeah, I don't know which ones. I'm, I'm gonna type in biggest music festivals and see what comes <laughs> up first. This is definitely you heard of your second fashion. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to Google the thing that I want to Google. Lollapalooza. That's the only other one. And then there's like. Let's call it. It's top three. It's at least top three. Absolutely. Biggest biggest music festival. In America, for sure. And yeah. And to be the headliner and then for it to reach us who are not really into music festivals. And when we hear about how bad he was. Exactly. That's that's bad. Yeah. If you're hearing about this second on your your second. Yeah. It was bad. It was real. Because you know what I, you know what I can't remember ever hearing how good a headliner was at Coachella. I've never, I've never, that's never gotten back to my desk. Right. So, so, so whoever the best headliner ever at Coachella was, I didn't hear about it. So that's a very good point. I have heard about how bad he was. So so. that's how bad he was. Should we cancel him? So there you go. Cancel him. We, I, it, well, I, I don't think I have enough info to cancel him, but like okay. he's on watch. I think he's on okay. watch. Yellow flags. So, Yellow flags. Um, so the next one, I think you can talk a little more about this as well, but it, I think relates to the Love Is Blind um, Netflix topic we were just talking about. So this is bittersweet for me. <laughs> Love Is Blind. I hate these stupid shows. I hate that they yeah. keep churning them out and people keep watching them, and that because you keep watching them, <clears throat> Derek, they keep churning them. <laughs> I, I haven't watched season four. Good. And so <laughs> I hate the stupid cycle of bad television with bad people signing up for stupid shit and then everyone watching it. That being said, 
I love the idea that Netflix would try live TV. I think that's huge. I think it is one step closer to not only being like more entertaining that there's live shows and stuff, but being the most comically circular way of watching mm-hmm. TV where like we actually used to flip between channels and now we're heading back towards flipping between live channels, which is yeah. so funny. Right. Um, except now you're, all your channels are going to be spread between different, platforms. different apps. Yeah. And then someone's right. going to say we should get a thing and put all the, the apps and channels on one thing. <laughs> and, and you just flip through them live. Um, so, but I like the idea because it's new and fun. Um, but it bombed terribly. Did you? Were you yeah. uh, you were not watching season four, but no, I wasn't watching. But were, I heard about it. Yeah, the people at our house were were trying to watch it. And it's like a big deal, you know. Like bars had watch parties, and you yeah, know, like people had stuff going on. And Netflix tweeted like five more minutes till Love Is Blind reunion. Like it's gonna be crazy. And then just the servers went down and. They tweeted something like, it'll be worth the wait, winky face, you know, like, don't worry. Yeah. Like 15 yeah. minutes. Then an hour goes by radio silence, nothing just like, wow. cannot connect. Um, I can't, I don't even know how it ended. I think and, they just and, like, I, I think I heard that some people had it too. Like some, it was airing for like some people. Like, oh. so then like that started creating like a, some meaning like very few, but like yeah. there were some that posted on like on the internet, uh, on Instagram, Twitter that like they were seeing it, but then Spoilers everybody else wasn't stuff. seeing it. Yeah. Then they like stopped it, I think, because they didn't, they were like, wait, nobody's seeing this. So it was, yeah, it seemed like a total disaster. Yeah. Um, it was which, which I agree luck. with you on the latter point, because I think it would be nice if that wasn't a disaster from the, the conceptual part of it, not the show itself, like from the, yeah. from the mechanism. Right. And it so. was a Sunday night. So like, it's got to be a skeleton crew working at Netflix, you know, like the, yeah, right. The like intern and his boss are <laughs> scrambling <laughs> at Netflix to figure this out. <laughs> Um, and I can just yeah. like, like we've all been in that situation. Where we're like, oh man, at work yeah. we are, I am behind the eight ball. <laughs> we are screwed. Um, so I don't envy that, but it was funny. Yeah. So there you go. Netflix uh, attempt number one fails at live TV. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next segment I'm going to let you introduce. This is a yes. little bit of a twist, Derek. We have a new segment. A new yeah. Here we go. Everybody's favorite. Dunkin' Donuts news. Uh, we're out of uh, coffee. Okay, so I I, uh, I will huge. say I am surprised that we haven't done Dunkin' Donuts news. Yeah, we get no coffee and no donuts before. Uh, Me we too. Both, we both Me like too. Dunkin' Donuts. We both they but yep. they come out with new items just as much, new yeah. flavors, new everything. They're, like they're very Taco Bell esque when it comes to like you know yeah combinations and unique flavors and weird stuff. You know, yeah. it's like they're they're so, they're they're not quite at Taco Bell's level, but they're you know. So, we, so now we had Taco Bell news, and now we have Dunkin' Donuts. News. We got no sandwiches and no muffins, and no cold brew, espresso teas, winter beverages, frozen culottas. Exactly. Um, all right, I'll stop. So you have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say, I tried the Dunkin' Donuts breakfast taco, Derek. Dunkin' Donuts came out with breakfast these. tacos. There's a, yeah. a regular version, and then there's a version with bacon. Kind of outside their comfort zone. They're they're yeah. a breakfast sandwich kind of not really a taco place, place. Yeah. not a taco place, <laughs> and Me- Mexican is about as far from Dunkin' Donuts as I can ever imagine. I think so too. So I had it. I had the the non bacon version. I had the standard version, and I okay. will tell you, it is good. It is wow, really right. good. And it if you handed me that, and I didn't know where it was from, not in a million years would I tell you it was from Dunkin' Donuts. Not just because wow. it's a, a taco and they don't do tacos, but 
because it doesn't taste like Dunkin' ingredients. You know, it's right. it's really creamy. It's very heavy on cilantro. There's corn in it. Um, there's like light fluffy <laughs> eggs. You know, it it is yeah. a taco. And none Dunkin', of those things are at Dunkin'. <laughs> right, none of them until now. Now they all are apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, put some corn on my other stuff. You know, <laughs> throw some cilantro on my my bacon, egg, and cheese wake up wrap. Um, so. Anyway, if you're thinking about trying it, it is. I will say it's a little creamy. It's a little like um, this. The consistency is weird because mm-hmm. you go to Dunkin', you expect like a piece of bacon or a sausage or something yeah. salty and like kind of hearty, and it's it's just eggs and some like lime, cilantro, cream, and corn. Mm-hmm. So there's it's it's the consistency is pretty mushy, but it's really really yeah. good. And I mm-hmm. I think with bacon, I'm gonna go back and try the bacon one. I bet it's gonna be yeah. spectacular. Right. Wow. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I I heard about these and, and heard they were good, so I think I needed I got to try one myself now. I have yes. to. So definitely, definitely worth it. At least worth there a try because it's so unique. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So there you go. There is the Dunkin' Donuts news. So I'm not your typical Dunkin' technician. Usually, a much smarter. The official uh, first edition. So there you go. Um, brings us to our final topic. I'm gonna let you handle this one actually because I don't I don't watch the show, but but Bro, uh, we th- but share about it. Yeah, you should. We did talk about it. I think have you watched I know, it at I know. all. I've, I've, I've been told, I think I watched one episode of it, but I, and it wasn't because I didn't like it. I just, I didn't continue it, but I think I, I will need to. So, so um, I'm, I guarantee we say this every time, like, oh, you should, you got to give it through yeah. season one. I didn't like season one, but uh, I love yeah. it now. I say that every time I'm sure. Succession, <laughs> Succession is back and it's in its final season and I still like it. I think it's good. Wow. Some, nice. some people think it's getting worse. I think it's getting better. Um, it's, it's an HBO show. It's a new Sunday. You know, it's like the classic get excited for Sunday night. Like I don't have the Sunday yeah. scaries until succession's over kind of feeling. Right. Um, right. And so for that reason, I like it. I like appointment television and I think it's hilarious. I think it's really, really well done. The characters are fully developed. It's, it's heading towards a finish because the, this is the final season. Yep. Um, and I, I don't know. I've just, I'm enjoying it a lot. So I, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to give anything away because there's been big things that have happened in this yeah, season, right, but, right. um, Highly recommend to those who haven't, haven't started. Give it the time it deserves. It deserves more than a season. Um, right. And there's only four. How many? So what's this? Is yeah, the four. four. I was going to say four seasons. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Um, really good. Highly recommend. There you go. Um, final. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give it, give it another try. Not that it was a failed try, but I like, cause I remember I was intrigued by it. It was one of those, like, I just didn't end up like having any momentum on it, but, uh, I will definitely give that one a try. And the other thing before we go to the final drive that I'll shout out, cause I forgot about this because I also still haven't watched it yet. The Last Kingdom movie came out this week. Oh, yeah, um, you're a Last Kingdom so fan. So the, the, the Last Kingdom, huge Last Kingdom fan. Apparently, the movie does not require you to have watched all the seasons of the show. Oh, yeah. So I will have to report back on whether that movie is any good. It was. It had risen to number one on Netflix for a day, but I don't know if that was just because of all the fans like were crazy about it who watched the show, right? So yeah. um, I, I, we'll I have to report back on that. But Last Kingdom, I got about five episodes in. It's good, but it requires... Yeah some effort like it's an hour it's yeah. pretty intense like they're long it, it, it's like it's the format of game of thrones but yeah. it's like you know it's not it's has none of the other it's just like pure like viking like you know it's not like it doesn't have like other storyline elements really i i love it but it's like you know if you have to be into it to keep to keep going with it right mm-hmm. so but there you go just a shout out there the movie finally came out so i'll have to check that one out so yeah. any other thoughts before we go to the final drive no i say we hit the final drive all righty. You want to go first or second? I want to go first today, Derek. First. Do it. Yes. I'm going to give a shout out 
to Taylor Swift. I know we talked about wow. her in the opening. Full circle. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> um, but I, I, we didn't put her on the list, and I feel like she deserves it because truly the past five days of my life have been Taylor Swift. Like this was, if there's a moment <laughs> in my life that is Taylor Swift weekend, it is this weekend. Because um, she was in Tampa, and everyone I know, every, quote, let me correct that, every girl I know went to the show, <laughs> and some guys. Um, and it, she took over. Like she is the superstar that she is put out to be you know like she and everyone who went there cried five or six times they came back saying i would go again i'd spend double i would like marry her like they are obsessed with taylor swift and i'm okay with that it's funny but i will i want to give her her due she took over tampa for the the obamas were there um like it it is just a a production for the town you're in you know it's like it's like hosting the olympics like it, yeah. it becomes your identity for a little bit, right? Um, yeah, and it was fun. Like she now she's gone on to their next thing, and she like, right? right. Yeah, and people are still talking it, about her, and like we listen, we listen to Taylor Swift all the time now. It's just a, she is the the yeah. star for, and I don't know if it's for whatever reason people are obsessed with her. She's a she's a wonderful person and songwriter and blah blah blah. But like, as a non fan. I had an entertaining weekend with her here, which is weird. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. That, that, that That's validation, right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it is kind of surreal, just like the the, the attraction it it, provi- it brings, right? And, and just with the whole debacle with Ticketmaster and all that was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. you know, the fact that it was on everyone's radar, like just because it was happening is just wild. Yeah. But um, so there you go. Uh, Taylor Swift taking over Tampa. Shout out Taylor. Um, <laughs> my final drive is a quick one. Haven't done one of these types in a little while, a little video game review. There you um, go. So EA Sports PGA Tour. Um, so obviously, you know, Steve, that EA Wait, Sports used to have Tiger Woods. Wait, can I stop you for one Woods. second? Sure, yeah. Did you say EA Sports like the guy? EA Sports. Because it sounded like you did. No, I EA didn't, Sports, no. PGA Tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, maybe I'll have to do some practice rounds of that. Yeah. Maybe when that guy retires, I can take over. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, uh, as you know, Tiger Woods uh, was the name of the game for a long time until Tiger Woods was revealed to be a horrible person. Yeah. And then uh, Rory McIlroy was, was on the game for like one or two years, I think. And then EA Sports just did away with golf for a little while. They didn't make another game. Um, uh, 2K, 2K Sports that makes NBA uh, made a golf game and they have a golf game. And the challenge with that one is like, you know, there's only like maybe 10, there was like 10 golfers in it. And it's like they didn't have the licensing rights to have like the actual PGA tour. They didn't have the rights to different courses. They couldn't have the masters. Right. So it's like, there's all these things that it's like, makes it challenging. Similar things we talk about with like football and college football games. Um, And so EA sports PGA tour just came out this year, has the masters license, has a bunch of courses and it has a pretty good number of golfers. Um, And my early review on it, as much as I'm not, I don't like to give EA sports credit because EA sports is lazy with like their Madden development, their NHL, like they're they're lazy with the improvements they make year over year, but overall I'm pretty happy with with this game. Like, like it's a pretty good golf game, and from what I've played so far, the the course renderings are really beautiful. The Masters is like very there's good presentation with it as far as like 
feeling like the marquee event, right? Cool. Um, and you can like build your own golfer. The, the biggest thing that is a downside is it's still very, all these games, it's like you got to play for like ever to be able to buy like a shirt, right? Or unless <laughs> yeah, you want to pay right. money, right? right. Like you want to buy a nice looking polo and, and not wear the like the black one. As a like, professional got, golfer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah right. <laughs> you can't go to like, yeah, you have to like, if you want your shirt to have like a red stripe on it, you have to go, you know, spend 8,000 coins or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, so. Um, that's the downside is it's still very microtransaction-y the way that a lot of these games are. But if you play enough, you'll eventually get the coins to get the hat you want, right? But <laughs> yeah. um, but overall, it's a good game. The mechanics, the it feels like realistic and, and fun to play. So, so can I uh, let me ask you this? Yeah, yeah. Golf, like, I, I would be intrigued by a golf game, but in my head, it's just like you pull the trigger back, you push it forward. Like, is does it feel <laughs> like you're because like in Madden, you're like moving the guy, throwing him, like doing juke moves. Like there's activity. Golf yeah. is like, did I hit my timing right? Like, is it right? Is it enjoyable for that long? Just like, so I've only, back and I, forth? that's a good question. If it will eventually get old, like I've only had it for like a week or two. So, uh, but I will say there's ele- like, basically you've got wind, you've got elevation, you've got like the slope, the, the, you know, the, the lie, like there's a bunch of, like they do put a lot of stuff that makes it a little more realistic. Like, you know, if you're in the rough, for example, like you need to club up and like, you need to know, like, w- like you can't put as much spin on the ball if you're in the rough. And like, there's things like that that they add, um, and then I'm of talking, course you like have to build your skill. But I'm talking pure mechanics, like you know the the ones at the bar where you roll it back and you roll it forward. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's the same motion every single time. Like, can you do? Like, it is. Yeah, so it is that with like the with the stick, whichever you can choose if you want to do the right or the left stick. But yeah, down and up. There, there's obviously tempo to it. Like you have to like if it's slow, like it'll yeah. say like you have feedback on it. The one thing is like for hitting draws and fades you need to like go at a different angle. So like you need to pull the stick like down to the left and up to the right. And like, yeah. it's kind of harder to do that because it's not your natural like kind of motion for it. So that's the one thing, but yes, overall the concern is valid and I'm, yeah. we'll see if it like, it might not be a game that keeps your attention for a year because like, okay, like I've done this now, like there's not much variance anymore, right. but that's where the courses come into play. It's nice that they at least have like the real licensed courses. You can go play Pebble Beach and Augusta and you know TPC you know whatever Sawgrass all these other ones so it's it's good if you're like if you're kind of interested in playing the different courses but definitely still could be victim of like the the repetition of it right so so overall good good review so far but um, maybe you need to wait play it a little more before advising to buy it because I don't know how long it'll last as far as the you know the effect but so there you go Um, that'll do it I think for episode one seven anything else you want to add. No, it, just congrats again to our boy. Yeah. Congratulations, thank you. my man. Thank you. Proud Appreciate you. it. And uh, and thank you to Sean and Anonymous and Andrew for the great questions. Uh, and thank you to Taylor Swift for making Steve's last five days. Uh, yeah. You know, Thanks, Taylor. quite a ride. So <laughs> that'll do it for 170. We'll see you guys next time on episode 171. Later days. Later days. <laughs>